0: Welcome to the Cary Church Podcast. For more information regarding Cary Church, visit www.cary.asn.au. Okay, well, hello again. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, If I've never met you before, my name is Dave. I'm the Children and Families Pastor here at Cary Church. Um, If I have met you, it's still my name, Um, but you know who I am. I hope you're having a blast with us this morning. We we love... uh, being able to do this, we love getting our team together and being able to come and uh, uh, take over the service a little bit, show you guys how we, how we worship and how we do things um, when we're normally over in our, in our caring kids' rooms. Um, it's a blessing to be able to be together, to be able to worship together as one big family. Now, last week, last week, last weekend, kids, what did we celebrate last weekend? Last weekend. Who can tell me? Who can, who can shout it out from where they're sitting? Easter. That's right. We celebrated Easter. And so in the Splash Zone, we, we celebrated Easter. Uh, we were together as we are now um, on Easter Sunday. But in the Splash Zone, which is our primary room, we, uh, we were in our space and, and celebrating Good Friday. And um, we also started a brand new theme in the Splash Zone, we started a theme called Deconstructed Worship, which is a theme that we've, we've done before, where what we do is we take, each week we take one of our, our praise and worship songs, we take that song apart and we look at what the words say, we look at the scripture that that song is based on, and, and what that scripture, and then by association what that song tells us about God. And last week we, we looked at the, a song that we sung earlier this morning, um, called Seas of Crimson about what Jesus had done for us. And uh, today, I'm going to be looking at another song, a song that's a a bit of a favorite for ours in Kerry Kids that we also sung earlier today uh, called Nothing Is Impossible. I've been thinking about this song, listening to it a lot this week. Um, And just thinking about that statement, that phrase, nothing is impossible. It's a pretty huge statement. It's It's a pretty massive claim. And I've been reflecting on it and thinking, well will we proclaim that and we proclaim that with energy and we proclaim it loudly and often, but is it true? You know, how how true is it? Because surely there are some things that just can't be done. If I said to you, I can jump over this building you'd say, No, Dave, you can't. That's impossible. If I said, if I pulled up some bottle of I don't know, some sort of poisonous substance from under the sink and said, I can drink this and it'll be fine. You say, no, Dave, that's impossible. You can't do that. Please put it down. <laughs> there are some things that just can't be done. So, so what, do we, what do we mean when we sing this song where we're declaring nothing is impossible if, if there are some things that, that are? Um, and like all things that are worth listening to that are about God, this song is based on Scripture. Um, so we're going to have a look at the, the passage. It's based on a few ideas Uh, throughout the Bible, but in particular, it's based on a passage in the book of Philippians chapter 4. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to uh, Philippians 4, uh, verse 10. So what happened was a little bit of backstory on this passage. The Apostle Paul wrote this this, the book of Philippians, this letter to a church in Philippi. Um, The people were called the Philippians. And, uh, and Paul had been to this church before, he had shared the gospel message with them, but at the time that he was writing this letter, he was under house arrest. He was miles away from them, he had been arrested, he was locked in his house, he had been beaten, he'd been oppressed because he was spreading the message of Jesus, because that's what Jesus, is, that's what Jesus told his followers to do, and... People were telling him not to, but he was doing it because he was obeying God. And so he was under arrest, and he was writing this this letter to them. And at the end of the letter, at verse 10, this is what he writes. How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing, or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. When Paul Paul wrote these words, he had been through all kinds of bad stuff as a result of his obedience to God. And he probably, according to our standards, had every reason to be mad at God. He could have been writing this letter saying, oh, Philippians, I'm really glad you guys care about me because I don't know what God is doing right now. I'm, I'm locked away. I'm, be, I'm, being, I'm being beaten. I'm being arrested. But he doesn't. He says, I have learned to be content with whatever I have. Instead of calling out to God saying, God, what are you doing? Why aren't you looking after me? Paul recognizes that God is looking after him, that God is with him and God is giving him joy and giving him peace and giving him hope, even though his, his situation is not good and he's not actually sure whether or not he's going to make it out of this situation. When, he, through, when you read the rest of the, the letter to the Philippians, Paul's not sure whether or not he's going to be executed or whether they're going to let him go. And yet he says, I can be content with whatever I have. Why? Because Christ gives me strength. Because I can do all of this and more through him who gives me strength because nothing all of this all of this is impo- all of this is possible nothing is impossible this this hope in a hopeless situation is not impossible through him and that's why when we sing this song and we sing these words we, we it's so important we sing it out we say through you I can do anything through you God I can do all things because it's you who gives me strength and it's an amazing thing to get to Together and to declare that this is what we believe, to say, I believe, I believe in you. I believe that through you, I can face whatever is in front of me. Through you, God, I can, I can, I can face the most hopeless of situations. But I wonder, and this is what challenged me this, this week, how often in our everyday do we believe or do we live as though that is true? Because I can, I can sing the heck out of the song and it's great fun. But, but then tomorrow, the next day, when we go back to work, when we go back to school tomorrow, are we, are we living as though we actually believe that all situations are possible, are faceable with God? I know that sometimes, I, um, I, I way too often, I fall into this trap of, of shrinking back from God when something happens. Negative happens. When, when, something, when I'm forced to deal with something that I'm not okay with, it's very easy for me to turn away and to say, okay, well, I have to just deal with this on my own. And it takes me way too long sometimes to come back to God and say, God, I'm so sorry. Actually, I recognize that I can do this with you. I'm never going to get through it without you. The question, This question actually hit me probably in the most effective way way back in, in 2009. In 2009, I had the, um, had the blessing of being able to go to a country called Rwanda on a, on a mission trip. And uh, some of you will know what happened in Rwanda in 1994. W- there was a terrible genocide. A million people were killed. And uh, it was 15 years later that I was able to go, and it was about the same time of the year that it happened. And I remember learning about it in the lead-up to make sure that I knew what was going on and just hearing about it and hearing about all these terrible things that had happened. And what we got to do when we were there was we, we lived and we stayed with, with this, uh, this organization that had a center for, um, for kids that had been living on the street. Many of them, as you can imagine, with something where a whole lot of people are killed, a lot of people lose their families, a lot of people end up with absolutely nothing. And a lot of these kids were were orphans because of what had happened. Um, a lot of kids were just alone living on the street and the center um, the center would take them in off the street and they would live there and, and they would receive school and they would receive food and and they would be loved and uh, you know they'd get sport and games and dancing and stuff and it, was, and it was great, and it was where they'd stay and I remember when I got there just thinking. I looked at it, looked at the place, and it was still, there was, there was one little building that they had just built, and then there was just red sand, and the kids are kicking a ball around, and I'm thinking, these, these kids have nothing. Everything has been taken from them. Everything has been taken from them, and yet what struck me the most was that they were so full of life. They were full of life. And in the evening we had a we had a church service and as they as they stood up to worship God, their, their praise and their worship filled that building. They sung to God with more passion than I had ever seen anybody worship God before. And I remember sitting there thinking, what, how, why? These kids have nothing. Literally everything, including their whole family, has been taken from them. And yet they are able to worship God with such passion, with such joy. Their eyes are full of such hope. Why? How? How? Where does that come from? But they knew. They knew that when you choose to follow God, when you encounter God, when you encounter his love, all of this is possible. And the most dire, the most sad, the most painful situation, hope is possible, joy is possible, peace is possible because it is given to us through him. It's given to us through him. See, these kids, they knew that. They knew that they had the Holy Spirit with them and he filled them with hope. He filled them with joy. Paul knew that when he was sitting in under house arrest writing this letter to the Philippians. He knew that this hope, this joy is possible through Christ alone. But he gives it freely to those who follow him. And we know that too and that's why we are able to come together. We are able to worship God together. We're able to sing these songs and celebrate what he's he's done for us, what he's given to us. But I want to just challenge us to think for a minute about how we're going to go from here and how we're going to go to work or to school tomorrow. I don't know what's, what's going on in everyone's lives. But it's not always good, is it? It's not always easy. But no matter what we come against this week, I want to encourage you to remember it doesn't matter who's against you. It doesn't matter who's trying to take advantage of you. It doesn't matter who's bullying you. It doesn't matter who's putting you down. It doesn't matter what's coming against you because joy and hope and peace are possible for you in the name of Jesus. All of that is possible no matter how painful or how hopeless your situation may seem. Jesus died to give us that life, that we could have life in his name. It's what we celebrated last weekend. It's what we celebrate every weekend. It's why we're here. It's why we do church. Because nothing is impossible through Jesus. I'm going to invite my team to come back up on the stage. And um, we're going to sing that song one more time. And I want to encourage you to, to join with us and, and sing it and declare it and make it your declaration. Because, you know, jumping around and doing actions is not everyone's comfort zone. And I understand that. That's okay. But this morning, as we, as we make this declaration, I want to encourage you, think about your own situation. Think about the, the things that are hard for you And ask God, ask Him. Deal with this. Because this is possible with you. I want to encourage you to run towards Him and not away from Him. Because it's with Him that you will get through it. Before we sing this song, I'd love to just pray for us real quick. I'm just going to ask everyone to close their eyes. If you're not comfortable closing your eyes, would you just maybe look down so that people around can, can concentrate too. Heavenly Father... Oh, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your incredible power that you have given to us through the Holy Spirit. Lord, right now, I pray for everybody in this room. Lord, if there is anyone here who is, who is struggling with something, who is thinking about their week and thinking, oh, I don't want to go back to school tomorrow, or I'm dreading going back to work tomorrow, Oh, it's difficult to get out of bed because I have to face blank. Lord, I pray that you would illuminate these things in our minds right now. And I pray that you would speak your message of hope and joy and love and peace into us. Lord, I pray that you would fill us with courage. Lord, I pray for anyone who is here who needs it, who wants it. Lord, would you pour it out? Would you pour out that hope? Would you pour out that life? Would you fill us afresh again? Release us, Lord God, to worship you in Jesus' name. Amen.